I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to... Estrogen Power Hour, episode 2.75. I am Keelan Ballou. Hi, I'm Janice Scurrio. I'm Crystal O'Keefe. Colleen Sullivan. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us again. Uh, we're glad to be back. Sorry, it's taken a little bit to come back. Um, but we'll go ahead and get started. And one of the first things we wanted to talk about is this is our episode 2.75, but our technically second one under the name Estrogen Power Hour. And we wanted to quickly address some of the feedback we got from some of our um, commenters on Southside Sox and our a few fans. other places. Our biggest fans. <laughs> We love um, them. It's always nice to hear from fans in the comment section of yeah. Southside Sox. There's, yes. Yeah. The first part of this podcast is definitely fan service, uh, where we will be addressing plenty of your concerns and uh, telling you that you, how you're wrong. So, yeah. Get ready. Stay to tuned rest. for that. <laughs> yeah. So we just wanted to address that. Got a few comments that. Um, how is it? that our name, you know, we're, we're talking about wanting to be inclusive in this podcast, which we very much are working on actively. Um, and we got a few comments um, saying that having estrogen in our name isn't inclusive and we want to debunk that myth completely by telling you so, that everyone has estrogen. Science says you're wrong. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Everyone has estrogen, it's just the amount. If you passed matters. biology your freshman year of high school, you would have learned that. Just so yeah. you know. I guess this is where I should come in and explain that I came up with the name uh, as a joke. Uh, essentially, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to think of the most outlandish thing that this podcast might be viewed as. And the first thing that came to mind was, oh my, it's an estrogen power hour. Um, so, so yeah, uh, everyone has estrogen. Uh, it, it, it's definitely, yeah, like first year biology. You should know that. I mean, and, and if you don't go back to high school and, or, or maybe you still are in high school and maybe you failed biology, but who am I to judge? You know what? So it's anyway, uh, we also figured that, you know, the fact that we came up with the name is way better than say our, our, our boss man, Brett Valentini, if he came up with it, it would totally be cringe. It would absolutely be 100% cringe. Um, yeah, he did no. keep calling us the pirate show for a while. 
pirate radio. This is pirate radio. Hi, yeah. pirate radio. Okay, I'm I'm Adam Frazier. Then if this is pirate radio, like, like, who are you guys? Oh, or, or Brian Hayes. I, I I like him too. I I could definitely be him as well. I'm going to be Josh Bell before he goes to the Nationals. Hmm. I would be Andrew McCutcheon before he goes everywhere else. Or currently, um, Gregory Polanco. I like Polanco a lot. That's a good uh, answer. It's a good answer. I figured you would say Andrew McCutcheon, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have just figured that. This is a lot of you are going for former Pirates, too. Uh, I'm Jim Leland. <laughs> that's a good answer that's a good answer well I mean the whole truth of the matter is that like most former pirates have gone on to play for much better ball clubs so I, I guess maybe I should change my answer I I am uh, Tyler Glass now there you go that that is my favorite former pirate. Ooh, Austin Meadows as well I would be Austin yes Meadows. Austin Meadows fantastic answer right there Love him. there you go um little Jim Leland <laughs> <laughs> my only answer <laughs> give me a sig <laughs> Pirates, they have like cornered the market on fielding a team of just some guys. Them and the Orioles. The Orioles are really good at fielding some guys because you never know who's on their team. That should be their marketing campaign. Just some guys. Just some guys. I mean, like, it is. It's just some guys. I don't know who anybody is. Neither. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Half the fans don't know who anybody is. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not. Well, no, and that's not a knock on their fans. Like, that sucks, man. When you just have a team that you don't know who the fuck anybody is. Yeah, like no stars. I yeah, mean, you're like, hmm? yeah. I I feel like the Rays have made it not to the same level of the Pirates, but similar-ish. Like, yeah, guys, and some of them are good, but no like stars per se. And it's like shit. They're getting there. So, yeah, and I think that part of that is just the philosophy of um, build up the team and sell it for parts. And that's like something the pirates are really good at. They're really good at building up their team and then just <laughs> selling off the pieces. It's like a corporate raider, but for a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to merge. <laughs> yeah. You can merge them with the Orioles. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting. Where is the home field? No, I love both of those fields. I haven't been. I've not been to either one. Um, I was just at PNC, and PNC was beautiful. I I absolutely had such a blast there. You should jealous. Tell us more about it because I saw your pictures and they looked amazing. But (laughs) yes, yeah. uh, So uh, I I got an Airbnb about walking distance from the ballpark. Uh, It's super easy to get to on foot. Everyone was telling me that the parking situation is surprisingly really easy for a downtown uh, metro area. Uh, And that's true. That's true. You could park in any of the garages around the stadium for 15 bucks, which in my opinion is a steal because like paying Uh, 25 uh, at uh, the G rate is essentially yeah just like like being gut punched in the wallet every time uh but uh yeah fantastic walk uh, I, I i took some time uh, to go and walk around the stadium a bit uh look at uh, the adam fraser posters that they had around the stadium and like do some witchcraft into um, <laughs> uh getting onto the white socks so we'll, we'll see if that works um let's see uh yeah so i had a nice walk across the roberta clemente bridge uh, that was really beautiful uh, just right over the allegheny 
uh, yeah, uh, just took some time, took some pictures, took in the atmosphere. Uh, I, I think uh, the Pirates camera crew also got some shots of me ad admiring the Roberto Clemente statue as well. They, they asked me, they're like, hey, like, can, can we like take some video of you just like looking at the statue? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. I haven't sure. it in a while. Yeah, so I, I just walk up to it. I, I, I had no idea what the hell to do. So I just pulled out my phone and I started just taking pictures of the statue. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a fantastic statue. Wow. <laughs> We've really never seen such a statue. <laughs> it is a very nice statue, actually. Uh, and, and so that's just many... weird to ask someone though like hey can I take your picture as you stand here like yeah I guess <laughs> it, 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 it was for the broadcast so so I totally get it and the, the awesome. camera dude was telling me like hey yeah we, we try to get both sides we, we try to get like both fans to uh or I, I guess it's evidence that people go to games I suppose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I was representing the White Sox um on on uh, Tuesday or was it Tuesday yeah it was Tuesday night uh, oh so, yeah so, yeah they, they caught me in 4k looking at a statue so that, that there is there is footage of me in like some Pittsburgh archives of, of me looking at a statue so yeah, uh, other than that, uh, the food was really fantastic. Uh, everyone was telling me to go to uh, Manny's Barbecue. Uh, that was the first place I went. I think James Fox told me to go there. Uh, and it was actually like the tastiest thing I had the entire trip. I, I got a, a pulled pork sandwich that was topped with pierogies and barbecue sauce. What? <laughs> oh! There was like onion rings on it too. Yeah. Oh, so so it, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. I, I had it with a yingling. Um, and so I just sat there and then uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, and so uh, Rob Makoviak from Twitter, not the real Rob Makoviak, but... Uh, <laughs> He, he introduced himself as the fake Rob Makoviak. And of course I had never seen his face before. And so he sits down and he's like, hey, are you Janice? And I'm like, it's like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially. I, I, I'm okay with meeting people uh, in real life of, if, if I know you. Uh, but of course, like if I have no idea who the heck you are, then, then I'm, I'm just going to be like, uh, just don't murder me. <laughs> exactly. Precisely, precisely. But anyway, he was, he was there with his mom. Uh, they were both very sweet. Uh, she asked if oh. I was an influencer. I, I said, uh, no, no, I'm not an influencer. You influence me every day. So oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes bad, sometimes good. You yeah. influenced me to get Culver's yesterday because she posted a picture of it. Oh my God. Okay. So, so, so maybe I am in a little bit. So I'm really <laughs> glad that my, my questionable decisions are now your questionable decisions. So. I brought it up. I, think I was like, what sounds good for dinner? And I was like, you know, my friend Janice posted this picture of a burger at Culver's today. And like, <laughs> that's really scary. what I want. So I got a burger. And oh, we got an Archie sighting. Hello, Archie. Archie, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> he has plenty of things to say about PNC Park as well. Do you? How, what are your thoughts on the pirates, Archie? Meh. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> He's got nothing. No. But um, yeah. Is anyway, the snake back? <laughs> there's a snake. What? Uh, we have like we have um garter snakes all over our yard, and they're usually in the backyard. But there's a couple that live like in our front bush um and the other day he was like zipping back and forth on the couch and I was like and he was like meowing and making all this noise and I'm like, what is your problem leave the bunny alone you jerk and I went and looked out the window there's a big fucking snake and I was Holy like shit. oh we're gonna close the blinds and wait for David to get home because <laughs> that is not something I'm dealing with 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, snakes are nope ropes to me. I, I'm, I'm just like, I, I do not deal with snakes of any kind. I don't care if they're garter snakes, pythons, cobras. I, I am not a fan of snakes. Mm-mm. I don't fuck with snakes. Mm-mm. No snake Comiskey, no, Comiskey brought one in the house, like, I think like two months after we got her. Um, I have no idea how she got it in the house, but I was picking up a blanket in the living room and I thought it was a worm because it was just like a little baby one. And I was like, ah, <laughs> screamed and David comes <laughs> and it had like gone under the couch and it was like laying on the register, like the register behind the couch. And I was like upstairs, <laughs> locked in the bedroom. I'm like, tell me when it's gone. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, it's not a worm. It's a baby snake. And I'm like, I'm not coming out until that thing's gone. I'm going to burn this house down. <laughs> <laughs> this is like no yeah looks like the entire house has to go i'm, I'm so sorry uh yeah it, 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 it's been a blast uh, owning a house but uh yeah we're, we're just gonna have to nope. burn the entire we, we gotta move dude <laughs> just burn it burn it all yeah all right oh i see what he's looking at there's a hawk <laughs> on the light in front of our yeah you're not going outside i'm dummy. hoping the hawk is like uh, feasting on the snakes it, it is about brunch time so maybe, maybe i think that that's why take one of those snakes maybe drop it in with some bacon you know maybe there some fresh toast a mimosa there you go well once i Delicious. there was one in the driveway i didn't see it and i backed over it um and i told david i'm like you need to just leave the corpse there as a warning to the other <laughs> Put its head on a tiny stick. Yeah, I was like, put the body, like it like exploded, I guess. He's like, I'm like, put the body on a stick as a warning. He's like, no, I'm going to throw out the garbage. It exploded? It's a good idea. Yeah, it like, well, because I have a, I have a RAV4 and (laughs) they like exploded. (laughs) This is the best way to explain that. But yeah, that's a lovely image. Yeah. Or what you could do is just take, take a photo of the, of the, um, aftermath and then post it around your house and make sure the snakes take warning just be like tell your friends this could (laughs) be you yeah exactly snake talk yeah we're changing the name of this podcast now (laughs) snake talk yeah all i can think of now is a a david peralta holding uh, the python uh, (laughs) on on his shoulders uh, for the the diamondbacks a city connect uniform uh, oh man yeah oh those city connect uniforms bum me out yeah they're they're almost all bad um yeah i I really liked miami's yeah miami's was dope i i was kind of hoping there there would be some pink in there um yeah because yeah, like, we need pink baseball uniforms i just think we do we Miami, do yeah. great place to integrate that it, it would look really good if they but I, I, I know i know the heat have kind of uh taken over the the pink jersey market so yeah i, I totally get it but we can share pink yeah it's a very shareable color it really is it really is more pink <laughs> all right that'll be more inclusive for all the estrogen avatars out there yes Woo-hoo! which is everyone listening to this podcast and all four of us right here like we all we, mm-hmm. we all have we it. share this we have it together yes share share our power uh in this hour so yes <laughs> well i think that's a good segue to our next topic about why some individuals mainly men get the benefit of the doubt in baseball knowledge 
<laughs> I, who was it? Was it Scotty, the Scotty Flim dog? Didn't he say something about his girlfriend was wearing a Luis Robert shirt or <laughs> yes. something at the oh bar? Someone was like, who's your favorite player? And she was just like, fuck off. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. This is the That's the only appropriate response. Every man questioning me about baseball. Fuck off. Fuck off. You, oh, my favorite one that I've been using lately is, is your Google broken? <laughs> because I'm not your fucking Google. I'm not your search engine. Do your own homework. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people asking Janice sometimes, like, hey, is the game ha- still happening to get today? Or like, when, do you know when they're going to open up seats? And it's like, she's not the team she's like there all guest services meteorologists yeah yeah i'm i'm not uh i'm not the white socks themselves uh i mean i I already have enough self-loathing already i i do not need to you know self-deprecate myself further by taking on the role of the white socks themselves uh, but yeah, I, I get a lot of strange questions in uh, my mentions. Uh, so I'm going to throw, uh, throw this back because th- this just, you know, just resurfaced to the top of the cesspool for some reason. Uh, but mm. I remember when the White Sox signed Gio Gonzalez last year, uh, someone asked me, uh, say, uh, who Gonzalez was traded for the first time. And I answered the question. Uh, just completely oblivious that this guy was quizzing me. I, I, I thought he was genuinely asking me, like, 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 like silly me, huh? Right. Um, and then he's like, did you just like say that off the top of your head? And I'm like, yeah, because I had just written about Gio Gonzalez the week before. So therefore that's why the, the knowledge was fresh. The, the, the knowledge was still there. It, it was just plucked straight from the garden, like, like fresh grown knowledge. <laughs> Uh, like farm to table knowledge like like I already knew uh, because I had done the research before uh and uh yeah I I guess like uh, he was a little taken aback by it <laughs> I think this person still follows me too so if, if you're listening to this uh I, I I'll, I'll leave you anonymous it, it's my treat to you <laughs> I just wrote something about you know what if what if the White Sox are cheap and they don't go after anybody who's on our farm. What if they're cheap? Yeah, what if? Hypothetical. <laughs> At White Sox, don't get mad. Um, but, you know, I was just talking about like superstars within the farm system. And I had so many comments and it wasn't even on Twitter. It was in like the cesspool that is Facebook, White Sox Facebook. And they were like, are you kidding? These people are not ready, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, bro, I am just writing about what is coming up eventually. They're probably going to be on the White Sox or they will probably be traded eventually. I am not telling you that I am starting Jake Berger at second base today. I am just simply giving you his slash line that I know how to read. Sorry. And just telling you he has been consistent. He has been good. They have been shifting him in positions to show the White Sox just in case that's what happens. And they're like, no, they aren't ready. I can't believe you would suggest that. And I was like, okay, cool. Who do you suggest? Please. I didn't fucking ask you. A 900 word article as well about who you suggest. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Write your opposing opinion (laughs) or whatever. You dissent so hard. Please write your dissent out. Yeah, that shit pisses me off in my trash can. Yeah, that shit pisses me off. Like I wrote back in like two in late 2019. So after we had signed like 
uh, Yaz and Dallas Keuchel and all that. And I was like, well, they also need a second baseman because they had released Yolmer and that was a, the first time they released him. Um, and I was like, well, I don't think Nick Madrigal's ready. Like, he's still a little green. And I was like, you know, we should start, like listed out a couple second baseman free agents that would be good, like just placeholders for the time being until Madrigal was ready. People flip the fuck out. What about Larry Garcia? I can't believe you didn't consider Larry Garcia. What about J.D. Mendick? And I'm like, what about them? What about them? Like, what about them? <laughs> I would not be mad if we had an all-star second baseman. Danny Mendick and Larry Garcia were not, well, are not those. Still. It's amazing how, how, how well <laughs> he's aged. Like, they are still not all-star second basemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's aged really well. Um, that's why I don't read the comments on any of my articles anymore, because I'm like, I don't need the, I don't, like, for the most part, people in Southside Sox that comment aren't, like, terrible. Right. Um, but there's always one. So I'm like, I just don't read the comments. If you want to yell at me, yell at me on Twitter, where I can just fucking still ignore you. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not going out of my way to read the comments. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the comments from what I've read, they're extremely lazy. Um, yeah. Not, and not, not all of them, but most of them on my articles are. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, not all, but enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like the squeaky will thing too. But um, yeah, they, uh, it's lazy. Like last time I wrote uh, the last article I published was the one about Tony Larusa and um, the Art Foundation, and a lot of the, a lot of the comments were wanting me to, they were accusing me of um, being like biased, and I do have my own opinion. It's, I mean, we're humans; it's hard not yeah. to be biased. But also, I was like, I try, I gave it like a fair shake in my opinion of like his legacy, um, but just pointing out facts. Honestly, I just delivered facts. Um, yeah. So I got, I had there was one comment accusing me of like oh, this is just a takedown piece. But then it was also like, I don't know after reading this, like it doesn't tell me what to think. And I was like, you just, <laughs> you just accused oh. me of doing this. And it's like, I'm not going to explain, I'm not going to explain to you what you need to draw, what con- conclusion. I'm not even saying there is a conclusion you need to draw. Yeah. I might what, what he say, wants to be told yeah. what to think. Wants to be explained what to think, but also is saying like, I don't like it because it makes me feel a certain way or I'm perceiving oh it as this. Oh my God. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of the times people like to read baseball articles because they're looking for confirmation bias, right? They're, they're, they're looking yeah. for things to yeah. essentially, uh, confirm what they already know, what they believe, uh, even though, say, so many people on the internet will claim that they're looking to be challenged. They're looking for their b- viewpoints to be challenged. That's not true yeah. at all. Like, no, anything, not yeah. at all. Exactly. And, and like when they read something that they're uncomfortable with or anything that makes them like question their beliefs or, may, or perhaps like challenges them to think outside the box that's when a lot of people get angry yeah 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 and as a result I think that's why uh, there's lots of mudslinging super lazy comments and kind of like what you were saying Colleen um, I would rather have someone yell at me on Twitter uh, just mainly because for whatever reason my Southside Sox password I have to reset every damn time I try to log in (laughs) and so I'm not going through that just to reply to like uh, I don't know, Yolmer Sanchez's booty hole 25. <laughs> like, like, 
that's Keelan's burner. <laughs> yeah, explaining to I, me. I, I do it to make you stuff. stronger. <laughs> build you. Yeah, yes. it, 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 it's I also think- in some cases where it's, it's very obvious that you know the person commenting did not read the article at yes. all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I. I mean, I won't even. I'll just write. Did you? Like you can just say you didn't read it. It's okay <laughs> because yeah. I addressed this in it. Yeah. Well, and like, I, like I've said to people on Twitter when I've explained as much as I can, I can explain this to you. I can't understand it for you. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot make you understand what I'm telling you. Yep. The points I'm using to support my opinion. I can't understand this for you or either you don't understand or you don't care, which like, cool. Quit being an asshole. <laughs> I think what a lot like, of- Like I will say- that um pitchfork guy oh pitchfork guy. <laughs> oh my god pitchfork guy at least <laughs> apologized but i think it came after like 50 people were like dude you're dumb yeah <laughs> uh, and it kind of just goes along you know the old proverb you know don't start no shit won't be no shit uh, so I, I don't think he was expecting the heat all that much. So I, I think we have to yeah. talk about Pitchfork guy a little bit. So the context was uh, <laughs> he, he actually was replying to me. Uh, he, he replied yeah. to something I said. I not, not, now I can't remember like what exactly that was. It, it was, was about, about players. Yeah, it was about so players. Teams have to make players available to mm. speak to the media players as individuals are not required to speak to the media oh, that was so like, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was after uh, the, the the key brian hayes error and yeah after like not the first him, shit. yeah yeah and of course like like i'm key brian hayes because um i i said i said i was at the beginning of the episode I, i'm both him and glass now let's leave it at that um yeah and then the pirates would not let him speak to the media which understandably so um they they didn't they, they have every right to protect their player Right. It's very much like the Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Literally, the NFL requires players to talk to the media. Individual players, players in the team, they are required to talk to the media. In one of the few, and I think that's true across all of the major sports leagues, one of the few things that the MLBPA has really hung on to is that, yes, we will make players available to the media you're not required to get their time. You can talk to them in the locker room. You can talk to them. Well, not, not over the locker room. Now you can talk to them over their zoom calls. Individual players are not entitled to talk to you. You can talk to whoever the fuck else you want. You can talk to like, that's, you know, you talk to the manager. I think the managers may be required to talk to the media. Not hundred percent sure there. I feel like um, they might be. <laughs> Cause I don't know how much. Yeah, I think that they, Tony might, I think they might be. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like watching him talk to the media, I'm like, dude, keep that to yourself. It's embarrassing. That's my yeah. He's not great at talking to the media. <laughs> um, but and then when I saw the guy respond to Janice, where he was like, "No, players are required. They're obligated or something," and I'm like, "Well, they're actually not, though." Yeah, and, and that was my first thinking, too. I was like, uh, I, I don't think that's true. And so that's when I sent it to our group chat. And then Colleen was like, uh, no, they are not required to talk to the media. Because Colleen had just read the entire like CBA. And- yep, so uh, yeah, that was last year. 
um, when I wrote something about like the changes to the season mm-hmm. about like the expanded, like all the new things with the 60 games, the expanded playoffs and stuff. I had gone through and read the entire CBA, which is like 500 pages. So I read amazing. it so you don't have to. Ama- yeah. Amazing research and dedication. I, I think that was, what was super hilarious is that Pitchfork guy was so confident in his answer that he did a quick Google search to pull up outdated information and was like, like. It's from 2016, but it clearly says. Like, that was his mic drop presenting outdated information that he found via a Google search. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we you even, know, we even saw that like a Quora article yeah. which is like not not it was definitely like not a good source but yeah exactly no, it was like the number one like return on google was this quora article saying yeah. like are players required to talk to the media no you know that guy had searched that and saw it and was like oh shit i gotta dig to go find no i gotta else. find someone else yeah. this isn't official <laughs> I, have to, I have to use the media guidelines that say they're <laughs> he was I, just like I think you called it too. I think right after you responded, uh, you were you were something like, uh, I, "I bet this guy is busy in Google, uh, on Google trying to find something that somehow yep. supports his claim." And uh, yeah, so predictable. Yeah, so turns great. out there was nothing <laughs> because you were wrong. He was so confident too, and then he realized he messed around with the "fuck around and find out" group of girls on Twitter. Yeah, fuck so. around and find out, but like and. I know that I know a lot more about baseball than a lot of people, and I'm not going to be an asshole about it. I will never be an asshole about it. I know more about baseball than my husband. And he, like, he asks questions all the time. And it's not like I'm not nice to him just because he's my husband. <laughs> In fact, the opposite. <laughs> usually, yeah, usually the opposite. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'm not like, if you genuinely have questions, I'm not going to be an asshole to you about it. Um, but, and I'm not going to like dunk, like I've, there have been a few times where I've dunked on people where I'm like, you don't watch as much baseball. You like, you don't know as much as I do. Stop it. Um, and then for him to pull out this thing from 2016 and be like, well, a Google search told me this. Okay. Well, bitch, I read the CBA. (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Like, you really want to put, like, you really want to fuck around and find out. Okay. I read the collective bargaining agreement that expires this year. What the fuck do you have from your 2016 Google search? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Stay in your lane. It's, it's even worse yeah. that this person wasn't even uh, in the industry. Uh, nope. he, pitchfork. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're hollowed baseball coverage. <laughs> I know. I wanted to just reply and be like, uh, "Don't you have like, like, you don't, uh, uh, why, why can't you just go and just like bash the new Saint Vincent album or something?" It's like, yeah. like don't like, you have something better of, to complain about? Exactly. Stay out of baseball business. I was so worried okay. though that he was going to find out that I just bought Pitchfork Music Festival tickets because <laughs> of Saint Vincent and Kim Gordon. And I was like, "Oh crap! He's going to like see my name and be like, didn't you buy tickets?'" Just be like. <laughs> Like these women are not allowed in, in, inside Pitchfork. Their headshots, girl. She's coming for Saint Vincent, but no more. She's banned forever. Just oh, trying to make giant posters people. of all of our faces, like like banned from Pitchfork forever. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, so I think I'm okay with that. Um, but like my feeling about the whole, like yeah, it was hilarious when it happened, and like I got a laugh out of that. My husband got a laugh out of that. His friends got a laugh. Like everybody thought it was hilarious. But at the end of the day, 
he assumes that he knows more about baseball and that he's going to know more about baseball and he's going to get the benefit of the doubt because he's a guy. And like, I didn't, I don't want to pull out the, well, I read the CBA and I get paid to write about baseball. What the fuck do you get paid to write about? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to like, don't make me be a dick. Cause I will. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, he still got the benefit of the doubt that he was going to like in his mind, I'm going to be right because I'm a guy. So I know more about baseball. Yeah. And it goes back to what we said in the last episode where it's women fans and women who work for the team have to have more knowledge. We have to be better. We have to be better qualified. We have to have all of these extra things. Like I shouldn't have to read. I shouldn't have to tell you that I read the CBA for you to believe that I know what I'm talking about. Like, I shouldn't have to do that, but I did like, yeah. And that's a big, that's a bigger problem. I think the old saying is we have to work twice as hard to be considered just as good. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it's extended yes to women and also people of color, women, women who are people of color. Yeah. It's like even worse. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's ridiculous. Yay. (laughs) Our burden. <laughs> I did not ask for this. <laughs> but with no. that, we talked about this, you know, if you're a guy and you see us getting attacked on Twitter, you can like pop in seriously because yeah, we're not going to get mad. We get so sick of this constant, like being talked down to and being told we're stupid. I mean, this goes back to people in my DMs calling me the C word because I thought Michael Kopech was doing better than Dylan Cease early in the season. Like, if you see this shit, wild, say something. You can you can <laughs> cut in. You can be like, dude, fuck off. She Shut the fuck up. About. You you weren't like, wrong too. It's, it's yeah. No, I yeah, that was what it was so wild about. It. It was like that's not that crazy. You're not wrong. Freaked out. Just be a good ally because we're constantly <laughs> getting shit on for our opinions, for our articles or just anything that we say yep. or think okay. so you know or, or just like, like like people taking my shit post seriously like how, how <laughs> that, that zach collins was not very good and he's I mean, not good i will die on that hill he is not a good guy. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> like let's not let's own up to it like he has not been very good lately but yeah. i had someone like fervently defending zach collins in my mention uh, and like the excuses he was making was pretty funny he's like yeah he can catch a little bit but he still makes your team better. But I'm like, a little bit? No, 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 no. You need to be better than a little bit. You need to like, do- I would get fired if I was only a little bit good at my job. <laughs> right? I'm like, I have to be really good at my job. <laughs> and so I was like, look, dude, it's not that serious. And then yeah, I-, I think he was like, I'm just so emotional. And I'm ah, like, yeah, that is, <laughs> that was, that's what happened. Yeah. Then being that estrogen emotional. through your body that's making you emotional <laughs> right now. <laughs> Over Zach Collins. Eugenics. <laughs> and it's um, fine to be emotional, but don't be a dick before you're being yeah. emotional, please. Because we okay, won't take pity up on you. Do you know who you emotional? Okay, and provide some value. I just delete all of my emotional tweets. Like they see in my drafts and I'm like, you know what? I was just really angry. I'm not actually going to tweet that out. I was emotional. Don't post that on the internet. It's good to walk away and take a breath sometimes. 
I think it's the greatest thing legal. about shit posting too is, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're just fucking off in the heat of the moment, but like most of the time, you know, there's all, there's always truth in shit posting. I mean, yeah. like, l- 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 let's call it as it is. Zach Collins sucks right now. And I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's come through, like he, he's been, he wasn't some- that good last year either. There you go. Yeah. Very but true. he was a rookie, so we can forgive that. Can we really? No. <laughs> I'm being polite. Okay. I felt like, listen, I, know, I felt I a little bad because I called him dumb on the first episode. I didn't feel that bad calling him dumb after Friday's game. <laughs> right. My great, like those throws he was making a second, my dead grandmother could outrun those. Okay. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get so yelled at on Twitter. <laughs> it's okay. Now, we, hopefully whoever listens to this will now know. My allies, ally. help me out. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Or maybe they'll be pissed off and be like. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and don't yell at them. come in. That say it's okay to be a casual fan and to walk away from a team that sucks at Cold oh, War. Oh, yeah. And, and, and admittedly, I did too. I mean, there was a span from like between 2012 and I want to say 2016 where I was like, I, I, I don't care about this team at all. I, I, I didn't follow them. I didn't pay attention just mainly because like, like, like why, why should I have? It's like, yeah, everything, everything yeah. sucked. The team sucked. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm any better of a, I, I don't think I would have been any better of a fan if I would have followed the team in that span. Um, I don't think I'm a better fan for continuing to follow the team, even when they sucked. I think it makes me a glutton for punishment. Precisely. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, identify with what you're saying in a different way Colleen because like obviously I'm a newer fan and you know I see people nobody's ever most people are pretty open and accepting of me but you know I'll see people post like I've gone through years of suffering and I'm sure at times people think when they see me being like saying my things they're like you don't know but it's like yeah but I you looked out because you didn't yeah. know. Yeah, just seems, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to be oppressed. I, yeah, I, I think everyone wants to claim some sort of form of oppression. That's kind of where it stands from. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not I've, fun. I've paid it's, my dues, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely do not kink shame here on the estrogen power hour. No. We, we are definitely just 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 pro any of that. But it's just sort of like claiming that you know you're a better fan because you, you lived through some of the more painful years of White Sox fandom does not make you any better. It's, yeah. And I, I will say though, too, as a newer fan, it's like, I respect that because I'm kind of, I didn't grow up even liking baseball. So this is like the first team I've really been like super into. And I don't, you know, so when I see people who have been like ride or die for years, it's like, I respect that. So if somebody was rude to me because I'm a newer fan, I'd be like, well, I respect you. So that shit pisses me off like i don't like that oh well the bandwagon fans bitch who cares there's yeah fans. like it's fun when there's people okay. at the ballpark yeah. it's fun when like your team's doing good and there's more people to cheer for you as and somebody who, who they may be more than team, a bandwagon at some point too yeah as someone who, who cares the team in 2012 through 2018 when they were trash that sucks it's not Fun. It's not fun to go to the games and have them lose all the time. And then the stadium's empty. You know, like that shit sucks. So yeah, I don't think totally. I'm a better fan than the bandwagon fans. Yeah. I don't think uh, I'm a better fan than the casual fans. 
I am going to do a little bit of a reach here. I'm, I'm going to reach for something. <laughs> Uh, to, to kind of just discount bandwagon fans to a point might also be xenophobic, just mainly because, yeah, I mean, there are a handful of White Sox fans who don't even live in this country, um, in, especially in the UK, where baseball is getting to actually be very popular. So I can probably tell you that a handful of UK baseball fans did not grow up uh, as White Sox fans, they probably adopted baseball later on in their lives. That doesn't that doesn't make them any less of a fan than people who grew up in the United States. Yeah. Uh, so in that case, like, say, how are we going to grow the game? How are we going to grow the game if every if, if everyone's going to be this exclusive? Like, hey, this is me. This is mine. Uh, only I can cheer for this. Like, like all of this was done for me. Uh, that attitude is just I don't know, just dumb. Yeah, I think and part I, of the problem there is like. Major League Baseball's got those shitty blackout rules. Yeah. And yeah. they're not like region like it's regionally broadcast and it's limited broadcasting. ESPN only shows the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Red Sox. So that's definitely not helping. Yeah. And I also I saw something um our friend Sox Bear Peyton uh retweeted something that kind of went viral the other day where a guy was like, stop calling um stop calling the team or saying we when you're talking about the team and which was Boyfriend like who said shit like that <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah it's like okay I get what you're saying but the whole point of sports to you guys point is like a tribal experience mm-hmm. um and it's like people like sports because they want to be associated and accepted with a team and that's like that's why the whole point of why we do this why we cheer on a team and that's why we say we and it's just like, we were thinking way too much about this. Um, so Janice, to your point about like xenophobia, I can totally see that because I mean, people see like outsiders wanting to come in and get like defensive of it when really it's like, they just want to be part of our tribe too. And yeah. how they do it is the way they do it. And yeah, we should be excited about it. Like, cool, more of us, which means more good things. And <laughs> hopefully maybe, maybe well, more money. Like- <laughs> When I was covering, I think it was the Orioles. The Orioles um, right fielder has an entire fan, like the entire Baltimore Orioles UK fan base. That's right. Was yeah. built around, yeah, it was built around the right fielder because. Yeah, Tander, yeah. That's yeah, so cool. because when he, when they played it, I think they played the Blue Jays and there was like some UK scouts group um that was visiting the visiting Canada for something or other um some scouts mission. I don't fully remember um but they were sitting in right field and he was there and he like interacted with them and they had fun and that grew into the Baltimore Orioles UK fan base and like stuff like that is super cool that is cool yeah and like uh, more of that please um <laughs> So I think having the London games has helped a little bit too, because the time difference mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, absolutely. So. And uh, yeah, shout out to my friends at uh, Bat Flips and Nerds. Uh, they're a podcast uh, that that's based in the UK. They talk about baseball. Um, they had me on a few months ago to to give their White Sox season preview. Uh, but yeah, super cool dudes. Uh, definitely give them a, a follow slash listen if you uh, want to like learn about baseball from a, from a UK perspective with a British twist. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's always really great to just talk to fans from other countries too, in general, uh, just mainly because the American, pers- or I guess I should say American slash Canadian perspective can be very, I don't know, um, uh, eschewed, can, can be very linear, I, I think. Uh, so I, I really enjoy talking to folks from the UK about baseball. I think like five years ago. Yeah, it was like five years ago. So um my mom and I went to a Cubs, because my mom's a Cubs fan. I talked about this. So I take her to like Cubs games when they play the Sox or when they play the Mets. And um, I want to say it was like five years ago. Yeah, because David and I left on vacation the next day. We went to a Cubs Sox game and they were losing. So I got super drunk. Um, <laughs> it was talking to the guy sitting next to me. Well, he was British. He was visiting Chicago. His girlfriend lived in like Boston and he was visiting Chicago. Um, and he was asking me questions about the game, like during, and so I'm explaining it to him and he goes, the funniest thing, <laughs> he goes, so all of the fans are fans, they're fans of, of both sides. I was like, yeah, they all, you know, like everyone sits together. I was like, you know, my mom's a Cubs fan and like there are people behind us that are Cubs fans. He goes, yeah, in England for football matches, we have to sit on different sides of the pitch because they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, there's fights here too. <laughs> Solved for that yet. <laughs> yeah. Like my favorite thing. It is. I don't remember I, his name. That's he, amazing. Yeah. I like, I couldn't remember his name because I was shit faced. Um, <laughs> but I do remember asking him, like, why is hunting or shooting or whatever it is that the royal family does? Why is that such a big thing there? And he goes, well, we have a lot of deer and foxes and you know you don't want to go out one day and see a deer munching on your grandmother's knickers <laughs> oh hi okay that's not where i thought this was gonna go you like do you guys have a dryers or yeah it was like <laughs> they're just grandma questions. panties laying around in the breeze <laughs> I don't, but yeah it was just like like it was fun um he was just really funny about it but yeah I was like yeah there's fights here too um we still don't sit on opposite sides of the ballpark you probably should yeah that would be wild we'd still fight we'd find ways oh yeah (laughs) maybe during Cubs Sox they have to divide the like they're gonna keep the COVID sections but just for Cubs Sox games (laughs) (laughs) well I think this is our commercial break time so right here's a few words from our sponsors about uh when we take when we come back from the break, we will talk about uh, pitchers taking pants off and, and yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Spider Tech. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. (laughs) You want want your boys to take the pants off? (laughs) Well, we got a story for you. (laughs) Here's dude. <laughs> All right, so uh, so it, it's been about we're, we're about a week and a half into the substance crackdown. 
Uh, back down sounds like something in your, your middle school where they're like, yeah, no drugs in school or, or something like that. Um, I feel like they took all the sticky stuff out of all of the dugouts because I've been seeing a lot more flying bats lately. Yeah, 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 that is true. I believe even uh, in, in Pittsburgh, I believe a bat got away from Jose Abreu too. I, I just remember yeah. seeing that bat flying and me going, oh! Yeah. Um, but, but, but I think the, the inspections so far have been, uh, first of all, like somewhat embarrassing. I, I think this is embarrassing for the sport, um, but it's also kind of hilarious yep. to a degree. I, I do remember uh, the images of Max Scherzer getting checked, and I, I just love that guy. I, I just love how just incredibly deranged he looks. Like <laughs> the whole video, the video of that like whole sequence is amazing. Because it starts with like Joe Girardi <laughs> pointing and then Max Scherzer are all crazy eyed like, ah, do you want me to take my pants off? And then like when he goes back to the dugout, they're like waving stuff at Joe Girardi. And like it's the whole video of it is just like, I'm like, this is terrible for baseball, but this is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coming uh, off lives rent free in my head. Like every day, like just that scene of him like starting to pull his pants down. It's just, it's up here forever and it will be. Yeah. Sergio I, my money is on Liam Hendricks being the first one that like yanks his pants off like there's a tearaway Adidas. <laughs> he's like, yeah, so. check for everything. <laughs> he's like, I feel like he's the guy that would do that. Like him or Lance Lynn would be like the ones that would just do that. That would be um, amazing. My big problem with it is twofold. One, apparently they didn't tell the MLBPA that they were doing this. That's true. They didn't. Which is a big problem. Yeah. And the union's going to have a big problem with that. Um, secondly is there's now a dearth of white male baseball writers talking about the right way to show your hat and glove and your belt and to be respectful of the umpires and I'm like this sounds like some cop shit (laughs) yeah I'm gonna stop y'all right there this is the unwritten rules bet flip don't celebrate bullshit they're like oh look how polite Shohei Otani's being I'm like well yeah he's probably a nice guy anyway he's not like a weirdo yeah he's generally a polite guy anyway so yeah I'm like he's calling Shohei Otani polite is like okay he's not the weirdest guy on that team by any stretch of the imagination but and like if I was a player I would be offended and I would think that it's offensive like the Mets pitcher McGill hit his debut game and he was getting he was he was getting pulled Got a standing ovation at City Field. The ump stopped him to check for substances. <laughs> the fans booed, which was amazing. Um, because Mets fans don't fuck around in New York. Mm-mm. They're a scary bunch. Um, but yeah, like the ump stopped him, checked his glove, checked his hat, and the fans were booing. And Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling and Gary were like, well, yeah, he just debuted he had a great game and now they're gonna stop him he's getting a standing ovation and now they're gonna stop him and check him like that's bullshit yeah it is like there's just yeah yeah and And i'm gonna and i think you brought up a good point it is like it's funny in one way but on the other hand it's also like disturbing like we're having this kind of check and so publicly and like you guys said there was there was no um, and it started in June. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> great. Now what's it going to do? Yeah. It's at least like get your shit together and um, right. plan it maybe for next season. 
but not in the middle of right the and that was that was really my big problem with it was that they were like well, we're going to start doing these now and it's like okay define the rule better and do and come up with a better plan in the off season like you really have to do it right now this very second yeah like it really comes off as what they were doing last year during the COVID game negotiation where they're trying to turn fans against the players. Yep. That's exactly. And what that's, yep. I'm like, this is really what it, cause you know, last year the whole, Oh, well they don't want to play. They don't want to play millionaires and billionaires fighting and all of that crap. Players are still the workers. It doesn't matter how much money they make. They're yep. not all making millions by the yep. way. And now, um, like, yeah, we're, we're cleaning up the game. All of these players are cheating. Like, you don't like cheating. <laughs> out of here. No, they're not. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just the whole binary that they're kind of using to demonize players. And I think a great example uh, is Tyler Glass now, where a lot of people yep. were, were whining in, in the sense that they're like, oh, well, uh, he's sad because he can't cheat anymore. Like, no, that, 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 that's, not, that, that, that's not what he was doing. Like, yeah. he was using sunscreen and rosin, which is a substance that hitters were okay with that a lot of like the union was okay with too and he was using it not to get additional spin on the ball which could give it's an advantage it's it, it's right it's it's for grip and they told because... him that he just had to stop using it altogether and yeah. so uh, when he was saying that he might have like torn his ucl just mainly because he was choking the heck out of the ball i believe him because that makes perfect yeah. sense yeah well, and they were talking, uh, I was watching the Women's College World Series, and they were talking about it with the softball players. They were like, yeah, they use sunscreen and rosin to get a better grip on the ball. And people are like, but that's okay, because the softball is bigger. I'm like, no, but baseball players still need to get a grip on the ball, too. There's my, because my mom was like, Lucas Giolito sweats a lot. She's like, he's so sweaty. I'm like, that's why they were using sunscreen and rosin. It's to dry your hands, to get a good grip, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just like such a lack of empathy too uh, for for players. Uh, and again, it's it's all just uh, cool. in the whole process of just demonizing players, uh, which is, yeah, I, I see right through it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the the cheating narrative is really interesting because it's like at a certain point too, like if they're all doing it, that's been normalized. And now you're just going to fuck with stats and everything else <laughs> and injuries. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many injuries happen uh, because of it as well. Yeah. So as a sidebar for anybody who's watching the YouTube and just saw my face, um, David was outside trimming the bush in our backyard and there was a big garter snake in it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's a nope. They're coming nope. for you. <laughs> nope. Gotta, gotta burn that bush dear. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's time to post those signs with uh, that that exploded <laughs> the snake dead body. snake. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna put Archie out there. <laughs> Did you hear Archie? Don't let him talk to you that way, little buddy. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh. what do you guys see? Like, I don't want to speculate too much, but also where. I think we're probably all on the same page about the legacy. This is going to have this little experiment with banning sticky stuff but I'm curious about where you guys see this going next like I, I think this dies after this season yeah I think maybe before yeah I, I would hope it yeah. dies after the season 
Uh, yeah. The sooner the better yeah. is mainly because I, I I just think it's completely like antithetical to like let's say so so Manfred is all about like increasing the pace of play right and this is just something that's slowing it down even more so it's so dumb I I don't see the point um increase the pace of play by giving the pitchers TSA pet downs (laughs) (laughs) next cavity searches maybe yeah I'm interested to see if the players association does take action um especially since you know of what happened with Max Scherzer so yeah well a lot of aside from that the Max Scherzer stuff is a whole big like disrupting the game disrupting the flow gamesmanship by Joe Girardi all of that stuff um the Yankees oh god I can't think I can't remember who it is who's their player union rep um said that it is going to come up in CBA negotiations which it should they shouldn't like Define yeah. the rule better, have it, you know, not come out in June, but I think that it's going to die a slow death after this year. Like, I think this year is going to be the only year that it happens because I think the union's going to make a big thing about it. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, you know, we've talked about how it, it's a violation, like, and we just kind of talking about gender norms and athletes, we talk about them being like you know like take it like a man or they're tough but who knows like what some of these guys have had happen in their past where they feel you know this might bring up some kind of weird like trauma or something that's what I think about when I see it I'm like who knows what that dude's been through or like who knows like even yeah. if they don't have that like it might you know it's jarring that's like you want me to, yeah like this is my private space and yeah I still love the A's reliever who just dropped his pants on yeah. the field yeah yeah I was like, you know what? I need a, who's going to moon for rebuttal? Because I need to know who's going to, like, I told my husband, I'm like, it's going to get so bad that I think one of the players is going to full-on drop pants and moon the umpire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which would be hilarious, but also Major League Baseball should be embarrassed if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so who is the first uh, you think will moon uh, an umpire? I I would really- I'm still going with Liam Hendricks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sticking with Liam Hendricks on that one. So that'd be amazing. I also, I also think often about uh, Robbie Ray and uh, so, like, like if, if he were to yeah, be but he needs infected. butter to get those pants off. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, hot yeah. dog grease. Exactly. It's, it's like five minutes just to like peel the pants down. Yeah. He's going to need hot dog grease to get out of those. I'm not entirely sure that he's wearing pants. I think it's just spray paint. I would really hope that this leads to at least like pitchers being a little more colorful about checks. Like maybe like, like kind of like how you, you guys brought up like ter- the, the tearaway Adidas track pants. Like maybe it, it could just be um, like, I don't know, an entire just like outfit, like reveal where he spins around and is wearing an entirely new out, uh, an, an entirely new uniform altogether. So kind of Amazing. similar. Project to- one runway, yeah. major baseball right. edition. Precisely. <laughs> precisely. Kind of have it be like project runway or RuPaul's drag race where suddenly the pitcher is just walking down, um, walking down the runway and all of a sudden just twirls and is wearing an entirely new uniform altogether. I would like to see that. I would like to see some creativity. I would, but Janice, this is Major League Baseball. We don't have fun here. <laughs> this is where they break through with the pink uniforms. Their team has no yeah. history of pink, but then just reveal that's beautiful neon pink. That'd be amazing. I do like, so it's really funny to me that everybody who complained about the city connectors is that they thought they were so ugly and stuff. 
if you compare them to like the American or uh, the Chicago American Giants uniforms, they have the same similar like pinstripe design. So I was like, that's kind of a throwback to the Negro League team in Chicago. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it kind of that's what it reminded me of. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of pink uniforms. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure those City Connect jerseys are hexed. I think there's a witch's curse on them. Yeah. <laughs> I need Chris Sale to come back. <laughs> Cut him up. Yeah. And it's Boston in town again. I know. I think after yesterday, after the game from yesterday, it's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Or sorry, the day before yesterday. Yeah. I, like, I, really off. I, was like, yeah. I watched yeah. that so you guys didn't have to. You're a martyr. Thank you. You know you what? Know. Like, there have been so many games where I'm like, why did I get stuck with this? <laughs> Can we maybe play it's better seen. on Fridays? Yeah, maybe need to change days. I know. Oh, I need to swap. Man. I need to swap with someone. <laughs> I don't. I think I'm stuck though. Yeah, Hannah. Just I've committed to Fridays. Ask Hannah to swap, and you can do Sunday games. Don't want to talk some Pride Month now? Hell yeah. It's Pride Month, at least for the next couple of days. Uh, But on our last episode, we were mentioning how a lot of, uh, at least a lot of Major League Baseball teams have been like having Pride Nights and changing their logos to rainbow colored logos, which I think is great. It's a great message, but at surface level can be somewhat performative. Uh, But... uh, A video was released last week uh, showing that Liam and Christy Hendricks actually uh, are, they're hosting a benefit of some sort uh, for the Center on Halstead, which is a fantastic organization uh, on the north side of Chicago uh, that does a lot of good work for LGBTQIA plus folk. Uh, I was a volunteer at the Center of Halstead, on Halstead for a little bit. They do really fantastic career guidance, uh, also to a lot of of great youth programs uh, for LGBTQ youth. Uh, but yeah, it was really f- refreshing to see that uh, a White Sox player uh, and his spouse are like putting their money where their mouth is, to to say the least. Yep, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I will say the White Sox, like, they haven't had the best track record with Pride Month. They do, I don't even know if they've had like, or they've had like a game maybe in the last five years where it's been during Pride Month and it's like the Pride game. Um, I really like what the Mets did where for their pride night, they did a t-shirt giveaway. And then there was also a donation that, um, the organization was making for LGBTQ youth. And I'm like, any Mets fan who went to that game, do they like the shirts are super dope. I guess send me one of those. <laughs> I'll buy it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that even if the team as a whole is not doing something that an individual player is. Yeah. Um, because you saw a lot of that with Sean Doolittle and his wife too. Um, and every, and they've always like, since he was on the A's, they've always done stuff. So it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. And even, even if it is just one player, it's great to see because it's like, there's some, somebody like that's huge just for the team alone, even if it's one person and their spouse. Um, so hopefully more folks will start doing that, but it would be great at some point to see the entire team or like the majority kind of do something similar, but yeah, yeah. I agree. And we talked about that last episode, just like how it would be nice to see putting the money uh, or putting their money where they're, when, after they say things, it's like 
just we know yeah. we got some money laying around. <laughs> Why well, not do I this? Think, I think things are going to start hopefully trending in a better direction just with players um, with Carl Nassib coming out and being the first out professional active roster athlete. Um, I'm hoping that that really helps kind of open doors for other and I will say male athletes because like we talked about women's soccer in you know the WNBA like everyone's out and proud and yeah everyone's gay uh, yeah and that's awesome that's awesome I, I yeah I, and it's I would really hope to <laughs> come to a point where like just being straight is is in the minority I, I actually would, would love to see that in, in any yeah sport yeah well or nice just to like not even have to talk or think about it and it's just like you love who you love who cares maybe you have a preference like mm-hmm. Why do we have this conversation? I'm glad we are for the people who are like doing it and, and making headway for the space. But yeah, eventually yeah. it'll be great, you know, that yeah. you don't and have to important. come out. Yeah. And it's important that kids can see themselves in these players. It's important that, I mean, knowing how toxic masculinity spreads across like the male sports leagues and how big of a problem it is, like hopefully you know, gay kids playing football, gay kids playing baseball and hockey, as they're coming up, they're able to see representations of themselves somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole separate problem with everyone who's like, well, trans athletes shouldn't be allowed to play because it's, you know, that's a whole other mess of nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully as these kids are coming up, they're going to start seeing more representation and that can only be good for the sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, th- I think having pride nights is, is good, just mainly because you're uh, fostering this inclusion in, in a space where traditionally, uh, say, LGBTQIA people were either like looked down upon from being um, at a baseball game or rather uh, just made to feel uncomfortable. Uh, so I was at Brewers Pride Night a few weeks ago. That looked so cool. I, I, had, I had a blast of the time. Uh, there were rainbows everywhere. It was gay as hell. I loved it. <laughs> uh, there were drag queens uh, and just, uh, yeah, uh, people or drag queens at baseball games themselves. in general. I think drag queens at baseball games should be normalized. Uh, yes, yeah, sign the, me up for that. Yeah, that the, this drag queen just had a really, just like really gorgeous, uh, league of their own style, uh, a uniform, uh, and it was all sequined. It was just so incredibly fabulous. Uh, she, she made my entire night. Uh, she told me I was cute. Uh, so that Aww. was really fantastic. What a freaking uh, honor. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, I, I, th- I think the, <laughs> my, my, the, the biggest thing that made me happy from attending that game was that you just saw so many people just being themselves and just, uh, yeah, just, just not being afraid to be their true selves. And I think uh, uh, hopefully we can get to the point where we see that every day, that we see that every game, as opposed to uh, everyone just, I guess, maybe toning things down to make other people feel comfortable. That shouldn't have to be the case. Yeah. Way too much code switching. Right, right. I am a firm believer of just not watering yourself down. Like if someone has an issue, they can choke. Do not water yeah. yourself down for someone else. Exactly. Let them choke. If you don't like me, then I'm sorry, but you have very bad taste. <laughs> I agree. If you don't like Colleen, you have bad taste. You don't like I, would, I would agree with that too. I would absolutely agree with that as well. 
you don't like Colleen, I don't trust you. (laughs) (laughs) So reveal yourself now so I don't talk to you ever again. Probably blocked from her Twitter if you... (laughs) (laughs) She's probably already blocked. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm hoping the Carl Nassib news brings... And I'm probably saying his last name wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm not a football fan. Um, I'm hoping that brings more good news for the rest of the leagues. I'm, I'm hoping that it encourages more, uh, more folks to come out, actually. Uh, yes. Mainly because I, I have a hard time believing that at least in Major League Baseball, everyone is straight. That, 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 that cannot oh, yeah. be the case. Yeah. No, there's no way. I think, that, I think the thing Major League Baseball has a hard time with, and I think that's one of the reasons they're having a hard, they have a hard time with minority groups, is that it's very homogenous it is very white it's very conservative yeah because a lot of the players from warm weather states they're con- they're more conservative states and that's just the way that things that's just the way that it is they can play baseball you're around in a way that like kids in chicago can't um i think and i think that's been one of the underlying problems with baseball is that a lot of the white players coming from warm weather states may have a more conservative point of view and it hasn't made people feel like they can be more open in their locker rooms yeah which sucks everyone needs to just get along yeah and hopefully I mean I I think the way um Carl Nassib I also don't know how to say his name um the way he did it was really amazing because it's like, obviously this is a huge deal, but he delivered it just like, this is me. I hope, you know, not only am I telling you this, but I'm going to, again, put money behind it as well. It was very graceful. It was very like calm and just like, this is who I am. Okay. I'm here world. Apparently that's just his personality. It was amazing. It was like, this is how, this is like how it should be. Like, he was very brave, but also like suck it if you don't like it. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, who's going to argue with a guy who's a defensive lineman? I know, exactly. That's the other thing too. Like, you know, we have the, like, we have an idea of gay men, like a stereotype. And it's amazing to see like, yeah, there's people of all types that are gay. So. Yeah. I mean, he's this big butch football player and he's gay and that's great. I'm sure his boyfriend is very nice. I think that <laughs> I don't know who you know if, if he may not have one. I hate he may not have one. I'm sure if he does. I'm just, I hope he's very nice and has a very nice boyfriend if he does. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the whole stereotype about are you actually gay? You play football because I get it a lot. Like I came out as bi forever ago, but people are like, "But you're married and you yeah. have kids." Oh like, Lord, that's that my favorite one. Not, yeah. Yeah, the fact that I am still interested in either gender. No, I'm not yeah. going to leave my husband, but that does not mean that I'm not going to see someone and be like, oh man, she's pretty. Like if I was single, like this, I joke with my husband constantly. I'm like, St. Vincent will always be my hall pass. I don't know why <laughs> you're like, cool, that's yeah. going. But he was like, I don't care. And he was very open with me pretty recently, actually, because we kind of had like a pride month discussion. And he was like, you can tell me, like, if you ever feel like you've missed out on something, like, tell me. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm okay with this. But, you know, I always joke about St. Vincent, but people are just like, you yeah, but you're married. Yeah. Well, and I think part of yeah. that is, like, there's yeah. weird 
stereotypes about the bi community. Like I, I have very, um, I have gay friends who would say like, oh, bye now, gay later. And I'm like, I feel like that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's some just old biases within different communities. And it's kind of bled over into like, oh, well, you're not that bi if you're married to a guy or you're a lesbian if you're married to a woman. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mind your business. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it you creates know. boxes and it's like, and yeah, you change you throughout your life. I think that's the other thing people don't, not everybody, but a lot of people don't want to either think about or acknowledge is that you're not always the same person. You learn new things, yep. new information, you try new things in everything and you're developing as a person always. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel what you're saying, Crystal. Um, I feel like to pride month, even though maybe we're not there yet as a society and normalizing it, I feel like the conversation around like monogamy and polyamory is very much in that conversation, but we have not gotten there yet as a society because people just don't talk about it. So yeah. No. And like, look, if you're in a poly relationship and it works for you and nobody's being abused, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I It's great for her. Yeah. One is enough for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm, like good for you. I'm just one's enough for me. Like I'm done. Yeah. I I don't have that much energy anymore. I'm 37, man. I got. Ugh, God, I want to go to sleep at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just even the idea of being around one person all the time is I'm already tired. So. <laughs> That's yeah. why he's outside doing yard work right now. <laughs> I need a break. Yeah, I mean everybody's different, but like you know, if you're married for the rest of your life, that's a lot, like you get married younger, even like twenties, thirties, that's a long ass time. If you want to be married forever, like you're going to change as a person, it's just going to happen. Your spouse is like leaving room for that to happen in healthy ways. Yeah. Be prepared for it basically is what I think. Um, I got married later. Um, and even then, like I, how old was I when I got married? I don't even, I think I was like 32 when we got married. Maybe? How long have I been married? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I whatever. Was like 30, <laughs> I didn't think. I was like 31 or 32 when we got married. Um, and even then, like, we're still changing as people. It's just, it's just the nature of life. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like, I know monogamy is not for everybody, we weren't actually going to get married, but then he got in the union and I was like, give me that health insurance. <laughs> give me that sweet union health insurance. Um, yeah. but it worked for us, like not being married, getting married didn't change our relationship in any way. And I think like, that's just how a lot of people approach relationships. If you're poly and it works for you, have at it. But yeah. yeah and it's kind of, you. I think it's, similar similar mindset and that's why I think like including that conversation in pride month is good because it's like people have been doing it for years like maybe different ways maybe people are poly maybe they're is in some kind of like swinger situation like whatever but people have been doing it for years but like most aren't going to be out about it but if that's what works for them like great do what you got to do man yeah 2020 was hard we all had to make it yeah do whatever you gotta do yeah (laughs) Do what you have to do to get by. Speaking of getting, getting by, no, getting by. Um, what about this 
bag and purse policy. So it is not helping us it. get by. <laughs> I'm still confused by it. So hard on this. So I have like a little wristlet and I seriously thought, I was like, I'm just going to put this on Twitter and be like, can I get in with this little tiny bag? Because I'm finally going to go to a game with two of uh, the three other co-hosts of this lovely podcast. But I was just like, well, like I always have chapstick on me. I am very pale. I like to take sunscreen. Like, yeah, I have no sunscreen sticks are bullshit. They don't work. No, they they don't work at all. But I was like, and then, you know, like I, I I carry a purse. I'm a purse person. I can't just shove everything in my pockets because also women have tiny pockets. Yeah. 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 I I shouldn't have to feel everything I'm carrying just pressed like close to my, to my being. It's just, and it's not fun to sit on your phone. No, like putting your cell phone in your back pocket. It's not fun. Also, if you go to the restroom, your phone is going to fall in the toilet if it's in your back pocket, or it's going to fall on the nasty floor. What is the, like, I don't even know what the current rule is. It's it is a clutch. A yeah, it's a nine, oh. a nine and a half, or nine by five bag. Yeah. Um, I have a White Sox wristlet that I've taken mm-hmm. and been fine, but I've seen people, like, with backpacks and regular purses, and I've heard yeah. people say that, like, they've been sent back to their car over that, and I'm like, why is this a thing that is weird with this bag Uh, i I have been to like four different ballparks and i think i I only got crap for it uh at at uh fox park actually but the whole loophole is that just as long as you throw some medication in it so So if uh, i put the inhaler in here i'm good yeah good idea so essentially Ah. Yeah, a security won't mess with your medication as they shouldn't. Uh, so, just what about like tampons you. or pads? <laughs> Apparently, or, like, that doesn't count, which I think is crap. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. Oh, that was the Target exactly. Field thing, wasn't it? Oh, geez. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. What like? That so, is so, uh, apparently awful. the whole uh, the whole compromise is that you can go to guest oh. services and they will give you a tampon. But the thing is, That's though, right. I don't want to have to walk up no. to a complete stranger and be like, "Hey, I'm ragging. Give me a tampon." <laughs> okay. Um, I think you need to say that once, and that's the end of that. Yeah, we'll shut it down. <laughs> you have to go up to the male guest services person though, because the woman, Honestly. the female one, like won't care. You got to find the male guest services guy and like freak uh, them yes, out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I need to make someone as uncomfortable as I am, like, like yeah. having to ask someone or announce that, hey, I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. I'm bleeding out my vagina actively. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell you more if you would like. <laughs> yeah. and I am shedding my uterine lo- my, my lining. <laughs> so uh, I, I did not get pregnant this month. So therefore, this is why this is happening. And <laughs> Every male listener that was just listening to this has signed off officially. They're like, we're good. If they haven't already. But, but hey, you know what? If, if, if you've stuck with it, us for this long, you know, hats off to you. Hats off. You're in it. You're in it now. <laughs> I remember when the NFL first came out with the bag policy and it was like, you can't have diaper bags. You have to use the small clear bag. And oh, look, we sell them on the NFL's website. Oh, boy. and I remember thinking then I'm like, this is weird and sexist. Because Mona made those bags. Who she was married, she was married to John Ryan on the Seahawks. And that oh, bag right. policy came out. So she made that whole brand called it's called like Clutch Woman or something. And oh. it's regulation sized purses. That's cool. In, and you can get them in like your team's colors. Because I actually looked oh, into that's it. Cool. They're kind of what's it called? Crazy. It's called Clutch. Clutch. Yeah, that's awesome. And they're just like cute and they're 
and like there's some like she has one that's like this dark blue color and on the inside it's like lime green because he played for the so cute so I was like do I want to spend that money just so that I can bring like my wallet and lipstick into the game (laughs) or my phone but I mean good for her for doing that yeah that's awesome yeah, and like I have the White Sox Dooney and Burke bags because I've gotten them at like Marshalls. Because I'm not I spending only see the Cubs at Marshalls, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I got my mom a Cubs one from Marshalls. Yeah, I never see the White Sox ones because fucking buy them. Um, I got my mom the Cubs one from Marshalls, and it's the exact size that it needs to be. But she goes to like Northwestern games, so she already has like a smaller one. But I'm like, okay, well. We're going to a day game next week. It's July. I'm Irish. Exactly. I'm not trying to look like a fucking tomato. I want my hundred. <laughs> I want my hundred SPF sunscreen. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I put in my tattoos too. Sunscreen yeah. is medicinal. Well, uh, you know what I mean. Preventative is highly necessary. Yeah. Like, necessary. do you guys want us to get cancer? <laughs> we also want our picture. What I feel like cancer because they can't use sunscreen. Yeah, just throw yeah. it throw it into the bullpen. Here you go, boys. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna be sitting close enough to the bullpen that we can do yeah, that. Okay. So. I just I Toss find it's just it's not inclusive. My tail. No, it's very sexist. Like I, I have no problem saying that it's sexist. It is it sexist is. to have a bag policy. It's like having, you know, a uniform policy. It's sexist and work. it's ableist. It's yeah. It's very it's- ableist too. Like mm-hmm. and I mean I don't want to. I don't want to wave medication around to be able to bring in a thing. Same here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't feel comfortable showing my medications to anyone. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I I don't even like showing my medications to myself. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly like, oh yeah, I'm on this. (laughs) I'm not putting my anxiety meds in my purse just so I can bring sunscreen into the baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring it and. I'm just gonna keep bringing my, you know, <laughs> white socks one, and I'll just deal with it. I guess I'll just go to a different gate and try and get. It. Yeah, because it seems like it's not consistent. I'm not driving either, so I can't go put something back in the car. Like I'm three stops away from 35th, so I'm not, I'm not going home. <laughs> yeah. Can't just like hop back on. Like, sorry, please take my bag back because of this sexist ableist stupid policy that COVID brought on yeah and it's weird it's like oh we can all be here with uh without Without masks masks on but we still have to do this yeah it's a little yeah I think it was supposed to cut down like I get why they did it initially yeah when there was still like capacity limits they're trying to cut down on gathering um and congregating and all of that stuff but like at this point now you can have someone wand a purse come on yeah. yeah. My credit card falls out of my back pocket. How am I supposed to spend money at the game? Ha yeah. Tell Jerry that. I got one of these things for the back of my phone. Jerry. It's like the little well, that you put your card in. Yeah, I feel so. like, I mean, it is like an alter. It's always like something else. It's like, okay, we're still doing this. So people can't bring in food or whatever. You know, it, it yeah. reminds me of the uh, city of Chicago. Like, I still think you can't buy booze after whatever time like nine or ten or oh no they got yeah. rid of that they did oh thank god okay i didn't know yeah, that they got rid of that because people were like this is stupid it is stupid 
I don't drink at home, so I guess that doesn't really affect me, but still. Yeah, it wasn't, I do, there's no leg for my bathroom. <laughs> true, that's true. Yeah, like, I think it, when it was at nine, that was like, damn it. <laughs> I can't, yeah. like, that's, because we usually run out around that time. <laughs> that was like, in the state of Indiana, you couldn't buy booze at the store on Sunday. Yeah, that's how it was in that Alabama, just got too. Lifted recently. Yeah, that was always my favorite thing, like, you couldn't buy booze at the store on Sunday. You could go to the bar. So. You can get carry out from some of the bars even. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that. how is this better? Yeah. You Mormons? Maybe. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I just insulted the entire community of people. All of our Mormon listeners are pissed. They're like that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if we have Mormon listeners, I don't think they're that kind of Mormon. I don't think they're that serious about it. Yeah, they're like <laughs> something that has an explicit content warning. You've made it I mean, just pretty far. Yeah, the explicit content warning. It's all right. They can just drink like a 2% Miller Lite and just ha- carry on with their day. It's all good. <laughs> the non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, Odules. Oh, Odules tastes like, ugh. <laughs> there, are better, there are better non-alcoholic ones out there that are not Odules. Yes, uh, there are. I actually bought a six pack yesterday um, from Benny, just mainly because I was curious. Uh, so it's a, a juicy IPA that's made um, by uh, Untitled Arts. And it was really decent. Like I, I, you couldn't tell that it was non-alcoholic, which is what I like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that the whole non-alcoholic beer trend is good, uh, just mainly because I would like to like f- just fool myself into thinking I am drinking beer, uh, even though like I am I am not getting drunk. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like there's the um, Saganash Brewing that uh, or Sagatuck Brewing the uh, blueberry lemonade thing. I think if that didn't have alcohol in it, I would like it better because there's kind of like a blueberry lemonade beer taste, and it's not always great. Yeah, I think yeah. if that didn't have alcohol, I probably would like that a lot better. And then I think it's just juice. <laughs> I think that I'm just drinking blueberry lemonade. So <laughs> cool. Well, I think we've covered everything today. Everything so. today so far. So um, far. So far. There will be more for us to discuss and tear apart in our next episode. So. There will be. Woo-hoo. We are awaiting potential trade or requirement news still see hopefully my crystals and spells have worked <laughs> um, just, just a small group of just um entrails and ashes and whatnot <laughs> left in front of can you Park. use your spells on the uh city connect jerseys please because <laughs> i like those and i would like them to keep wearing them but i would like the witch's hex to go away yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just more so um, just impressed at, at how good Carlos Renan looked in his, in, in, yeah, yes, really and, uh, he does. He I does need to see Lance Lennon one. Flattering. It's very flattering yeah, on him. He's a very flattering. attractive person, especially in those, <laughs> in those like tall socks. Yeah, that, that was, cool. yeah, it was a good look. That was a good look. Fair. I need to, I need uh, Lance Lynn in my city, in a city connect and then they can get rid of him. Yeah, I need that just yes. for like reasons. I also need. My Sorry, Riley's upset. What? David's giving me dirty looks. We all want to see it. Everybody wants to see it. White socks. Put Lance Lynn in that uniform. We need it. I need <laughs> it for reasons. <laughs> I'm gonna for put science. his picture in my locker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
I don't know what. On my phone case, I guess. I'm going to put it in my closet and make an altar to him. I did say that. That it might be a lock screen one. The one we sent to Mikey. We were saying Tim Anderson looked good, yes. But did you see Carlos Rodon? Because, yes. <laughs> so it's saved on my phone for a potential lock screen. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley, your husband is attractive in those uniforms. I'm sure she knows. They have yeah. got two kids. She knows. <laughs> I'm sure she knows. <laughs> I'll ask her and tell her. <laughs> Their kids are cute as hell, though. They are. Those kids are so fucking cute. They are. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Now Thank that we're all getting restraining orders. <laughs> Thank you all for listening in to us today. We may or may not show up because we may have a restraining order next time, <laughs> but we had fun getting it. And with that, we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.